0: Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can just go to your uh, Apple App Store or your Google Play Store and get the Odyssey app, download it for free, and you can listen anywhere in the nation anytime you want. It's actually a good deal there. It's 308, almost actually 309 here in the station In Pittston, 58 degrees, A little sun and clouds outside today. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. And if you go to roadscholar.com, you can uh, look at their support of Camp Freedom. Some great events and great support in our area So uh, check it out, and I appreciate them sponsoring the Rob O'Donnell Show today. A lot going on. I'm kind of altering my schedule here on the fly because, uh, you know, a lot of things going on. Our dysfunctional Congress showed they are more dysfunctional even yet. We'll talk about that in a second. You also have uh, a lot of... Issues going on. Let's talk at the base of it. A hospital in, in Gaza, the Gaza Strip, was struck by uh, by a missile or a rocket, or which either are. I think they're interchangeable at this point. Now, of course, the uh, Gaza Health Ministry, which is run by the terrorist organization Hamas, is saying that it was an Israeli strike that hit the hospital where people were sheltering, this is a mass casualty event, and there's hundreds of injured, injured and dead. And there's, there's live shots coming from it on the news if you're following that. And Israel came out and said, that, well, they are investigating, and more and more evidence is coming out. Again, this, none of it's confirmed. I'm just saying more and more evidence is coming out that this could have possibly been a misfiled rocket from Gaza and Hamas itself that struck the hospital. There is some video evidence showing this. Again, this could be doctored. I'm not saying definitively that this was the case, but uh, there's more and more evidence coming out by people who were at the border who said that rockets were incoming from the Gaza Strip into Israel when this happened. There are some video footage showing of a rocket launched somewhere in the Gaza Strip and it misdirecting and hitting within Gaza. And you have to realize that a large percentage of missiles both during this war and previous wars, the Gaza Strip was hit by, uh, by misfired rockets from inside Gaza, from Hamas. So again, there is no definitive answer here. You have the Hamas government, the terrorists who attacked Israel, saying that uh, that this was a retaliatory Israeli strike that struck this hospital where people were sheltering and they were treating the wounded prior to today's strike, causing a mass casualty event and uh, hundreds of injuries and deaths. And you have mounting evidence now coming out saying that uh, this was possibly a a misfired rocket from inside Gaza from Hamas itself. We'll let the evidence show us which way this goes. There are, I mean, uh, our State Department and members of our government have been on the TV for the past half hour talking on this, saying, "Well, there are surveillance drones above the Gaza Strip, pretty much twenty four seven. If this was the case, then it they'll have definitive evidence soon enough that shows that this rocket was indeed launched from the Gaza Strip, was a misfired rocket that landed injuring its own civilians, and if it was a mis, uh, was it is was it a faulty targeting from Israeli rocket?" You know, we'll know that soon enough as well. So that, that's some breaking news out of there as we're talking now because it's unfolding. You know anytime you have innocent civilians on either side targeted or killed, you know we want to know about it and we want to highlight that to prevent that as much as possible, does not deter what's going to happen in war. There are going to be innocents on both sides of war, especially when one side targets the innocent to begin with. Moving more closer to home and our own dysfunctions is the uh, House GOP, who are in the majority, but very slightly, and uh, Representative Jordan, who was running for Speaker, the really only declared person running for Speaker at this point, did bring a House vote to the floor. And your experts were warning from the start, if unless you have the votes, unless you have this shored up, you don't bring a failing vote to the floor. Well, they did just that. Jim Jordan received 200 votes. Steve Scalise, who was not running, received seven votes. McCarthy, who was not running, received six votes. Representative Jeffries of the Democrats received 212 votes. And other candidates received seven votes, some of them not even members of Congress. So... It failed. They are in recess right now in their caucuses determining on what to do next. And this is a very dangerous game. If you look, you have the Democrats, 212 in lockstep for Representative Jeffries, the minority leader. All they need is five rogue Republicans, and they could put in whoever they want as Speaker of the House. So unless the House GOP gets their act together this is going to be another embarrassment. They are risking a lot more than just playing games. I mean, they said one of the good things for this vote is it it showed Jim Jordan who is publicly against him. And again, seven voted for Steve Scalise, six voted for McCarthy, and another seven voted for others. So it's 20 Republicans, none of them real mainstream Republicans, but they all have their gripes or whatever reason they're doing this for. But... A dysfunctional House of Representatives is not the way we need to govern, especially in this this time, in this day, in this age, when there are troubles around the world that that we are intimately involved with. They really need to get this together because, like I said, you get five rogue Republican votes, and the Democrats can put in whoever they want. Not that they would put in a Democrat, but they could put in... You know, some, some Republican that's that's going to give them a lot of what they want. And again, compromise is good, but not under these circumstances. So even McCarthy said that his voters and McCarthy voted for Jim Jordan himself, but six people voted for McCarthy. This really needs to be worked out. The dysfunction In government. And make no mistake, I know the Democrats, just looking at the posts from Ocasio Cortez and a lot of the other Jeffries, and a lot of them are are loving what's going on here. They are using it as political fodder as much as they can. They are pushing it, showing, trying to highlight the dysfunction of the Republicans. But in quite honesty, it's the dysfunction of Congress. Without every single Democrat voting to remove McCarthy with the eight Republicans that that started it, this dysfunction wouldn't be happening. They assisted in it, and they have to own part of it as well, you know, especially now. If they wanted to move on with a speaker with 200 votes for Jordan, there could have been some— Democrats that went over the line so we could say, okay, we have a speaker now, let's do the people's business. They chose not to do that again today. So, with the 20 GOP members and the entire Democratic caucus of the House, they're delaying a functional government and they have to own that as a whole. And, you know, I'm not just blaming Democrats here, I'm blaming these 20 Republicans. There is no other option at this point that's come forward other than Jim Jordan. Scalise did not have near the votes. Actually, he got 199 when they took their first, but Jordan is only getting 200 now. So McCarthy's out. Scalise said he's not running any longer. so what what options do we have? Jim Jordan is the front runner at this time. Do we get someone out of the blue? Do we pick someone that that's not that doesn't even want it, to be honest with you? And, and to be quite honest, Why would you want to be the leader of a dysfunctional organization? And that's exactly what they've proven themselves to be. Congress as a whole, they own this, both Republicans and Democrats. You add in, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, especially with Israel. You have Biden now deciding that he is going to visit Israel on when tomorrow. And a lot of the military experts, a lot of the people that I've spoken to offline— say that this this trip, this hastily announced trip, I know there was some talk about it on Monday, but it really gained ground earlier today or late last night, for him to actually put his feet on the ground in Israel. What this does is delay any ground incursion by Israel into the Gaza Strip. They are not going to initiate a ground assault while the United States president, Is in their country. So, this gives a couple of days for whatever channels there are to work out to try and delay to get aid where they need to get. This isn't Joe Biden or his administration going there because he wants to show solidarity with the Israeli people. This is him listening to his squad and members of the Give Peace a Chance and we need an immediate ceasefire and such to uh, delay any ground incursion. It's imminent. They are there. Now, there's haste in doing that because of that northern front with uh, Hezbollah, with Lebanon. They are severely concerned, speaking to military experts who's trained alongside with the Israeli special forces that say they don't want to commit an all-or-nothing ground campaign into the Gaza Strip, leaving their northern border with a much stronger force, Hezbollah, possibly there. So there's concerns. Plus, you have to realize that a lot of the Israeli defense forces are reserves. They need to be trained up. They need to get their equipment issued. They need to qualify in a lot of the things they're doing. They're coming back to active service after possibly being out. I mean, we've had Americans who have dual citizenship that serve in the IDF returning back to take their posts. You know, this takes time to conscript the type of forces that they need and put them in the positions that they need to be in for something like this, because this is not going to be an easy task. Yes, it's a task that the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, can easily take on, but there needs to be coordination training and everything else that's going on here. So a lot going on with uh, with what's happening in the world. You also have Vladimir Putin and the Chinese president meeting Again, obviously the talk of those meetings will be how we find ourselves in the middle of a a lot of things going on internationally. Are we at a weak point in their eyes to where China takes that next step with Taiwan? I happen to be friends with Americans who are living in Taiwan right now for business purposes that are terrified that that is indeed what's about to happen. They're seeing the movement in the ground. They're seeing the more closer and closer incursions by China to the point where they are taking necessary uh, steps as far as getting their wills in order and doing such like that just in case something does happen there. And do we have the fortitude to do these things? And you have to look at the military moves we're making. We talked about them yesterday. You have the Ford Battle Group, Carrier Group, off of Israel— You have the Eisenhower Battle Group making way to the Mediterranean as we speak. You also have the Marine Expedition Unit, the MEU. That is uh, 2,000 Marines ready to go that have been put on their training detachment early into the area so they could be available as well as do their training. You have the Department of Defense calling up 2,000 specialty service members as far as EOD and mine removal and such like that, to uh, be ready. So there's a lot going on, a lot of pieces to the puzzle that we have to look at. I'm hoping that the move to bring the Eisenhower to the Mediterranean is not in addition, because that concerns me, having two carrier groups there, meaning there could be possibly something on the horizon that we are unaware of as civilians to inflate this and increase this conflict or could they just be relieving the USS Ford Gerald R Ford because it was at the end of its deployment they've extended the deployment of the USS Ford because it's already hit its 6 months uh, deployment so what military leaders are looking for now on the outside retired military leaders are looking for is is this just a relief to bring that second carrier group there That'll be a sigh of relief if that's the case. If it's in addition to and they still keep the USS Ford in the area, then there's some kind of chatter that might be concerning to us as Americans. We'll have to wait and see. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. It's 3.23 after these messages. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 3.27 here at the station. It says rain's coming, but it's... uh. Looks like the sun's out right now, and it's 58 degrees. Hopefully the rain uh, stays away from us. You can call our Texas show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to my friend Angelo from Madisonville about the dysfunction. Angelo, how are you, my friend?
1: Good, buddy. How you doing? All right, all right. Uh, Good, good. I'll tell you, man, both sides of the aisle should be ashamed of themselves. Just to be in this mess, Uh, I don't understand what goes on there. I think there has to be – uh, term limits and get some of these older ones out of there let them enjoy their life now go fishing and, and and relax now we got to get some people like you and bob cadaro in there i won't no, go no 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 my you, friend
0: i'm good i'm good yeah, here in northeast pennsylvania i don't play well with others in washington
1: yeah i i uh i always played good with everybody but uh when push comes to shove you know what happens Yep. but the the fact of the matter is man it 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 it's their own fault both of them how many how many republicans did that they wanted to get him out of there as speaker of the house and then look what the democrats did it, it you know what i think after uh the 20 uh fourth election i think i'm going to stop voting i i i think I, i'm done i'm so aggravated with with everybody there you know and and as far as the other subject that i wanted to uh get into real quick i know you don't have much time to the next break, but you look at you look at the two carriers that are going to be there. That's a show of force, and and there's always I know for a fact there's always an artillery artil- You'll I can't even pronounce the word. There's always a motive that we don't know about. They're not going to tell us as civilians, but I could guarantee you, everybody that's involved with the Secretary of Defense and everybody else, they're having meetings. I could guarantee you that. I'll tell you, Rob. It's it's a mess. The whole world is. It just it's a mess. It's. Uh, I worry about my grandkids, 18, 17, and 12. I'm too old to go uh, fight, but uh, you know I worry about the young kids now. I I really do. It, it's just a mess there. Yeah, unfortunately
0: um, for these politicians, the war machine always seems to be the answer. It doesn't matter who's in charge, it doesn't matter who's at the helm. It seems to take the distractions away, especially when, you know, things are like they are now where you have inflation, the economy, the cost of things. You know, they they want to tout a, a lot of things that just people aren't seeing in their day-to-day lives and you you, you can't change what people are feeling. You can't change what people are touching with their own hands when they go to the gas pump or when they go to the food grocery stores. So, you know, the the mere fact that their lies are no longer working, and and on both sides, and the mere fact that what have they done? What has Congress done for us, the American people, in the last 20 years? Show me a successful, and, and this is Republicans, Democrats. I'm calling them all out. They are useless. They are worried about themselves and making themselves richer. That's it. That's it. They have done nothing for you or I, the American people. Not a single thing. Yeah, they might have gave you handouts during COVID, but they're not handouts. It's your money they gave you back. That's it. They're charging you for it now. They're charging you extra. The inflation you're feeling now is you're paying for those handouts that they gave you. And I get it. It helps some people. You want to say this and that. I mean, come on, what do you think these paying off student debt is? They're they're trying to buy future voters. That's it. It's not fixing a problem. It's not teaching people responsibility. It's not giving people a setup. We've talked about the facts. People going out and buying campers and, and, you know, going on vacations.
1: It's uh, crazy, my friend, crazy. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I can't disagree with you. You know, somebody said, well, could you agree with them all the time? I said, yeah like 99.99% of the time. I agree with him. What could you, you know, what what's right is right. People got to listen. People got to go out and vote. They got to you can't just sit there and watch uh, Monday night football all the time. You got to go out and vote and you got to you got to talk to people. You got to you got to uh, uh express yourself and the way to do that is to vote and and that's all it's to it i listen I you know, had I, you I had could...
0: the majority of pennsylvania vote for an eggplant for senate so i mean where are we going i mean yeah. where, where do you go from there he didn't talk you have a president who hid in his basement and didn't talk to the people people don't care they're voting against who they hate more than who can do things better for the country angelo we're gonna have to leave it there my friend
1: okay buddy have a great show good show thank goodness. you thank you i appreciate you checking
0: man. in I, I love when Angelo calls. He gets me riled up. It's uh 3:32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell show on WILK News Radio. It is 3:30, 330, almost 3:38 here in the station. 59 degrees with sun and clouds outside. Well, Shaky Lackawanna County budget for 2024 has no tax increase uh, for now, they're saying. What's interesting though, And again, on paper, the proposed 2024 Lackawanna County budget shows no tax hike. The same document also reflects another reality. The budget's almost $15.3 million operating deficit may force higher taxes. But as per the chief of staff, Brian Jeffers, we don't uh, know that yet. He told the Times-Tribune during a a press conference on Monday as county officials unveiled the budget. When the first part of the budget comes in, there's always a deficit that we're running, so we're going to do everything we can in the next six weeks to make sure we get that deficit down. Now, County Commissioner Chris Chermak said that the county would sharpen the pencil but did not immediately offer any specific spending cuts. Has-been Commissioner Jerry Notariani declined to comment. And missing in action Commissioner Debbie Dominic, did not attend the news conference. So how uh, how trustworthy we are that the county commissioners in Lackawanna County can do anything related to resemble their job description. I mean, how many things has Commissioner Debbie Dominic not showed up for in the past six months? Commissioner Jerry Notariani, he knows he's out the door. Lame duck. Do Does he really care? Would he really like to zing it to the voters of uh, Lackawanna County in a budget because he didn't get voted in again? I, I mean, I don't have no faith in these people. I'm a Lackawanna County resident. But the mere fact that the chairman of the Lackawanna County commissioners, Jerry Notariani, has no comment on a budget that may or may not be balanced and you have Commissioner Debbie Dominick not even show up. I mean, at least you got a, we're going to sharpen the pencil from Commissioner Chris Chermak. And mind you, this is the same group of people that are still paying the uh, five arrested, well, four, one's retired. Four uh, arrested Office of Children and Family Youth Services are still uh, on leave with pay. Not only that, we're paying $10,000 a person, Lackawanna County taxpayers, to uh, foot their legal expenses at this time. County Chief Financial Officer David Bolzoni, who warned of a potential major problem in 2024 when the commissioners prepared the current budget, said finding savings or new revenue aside from taxes will be challenging. We'll provide detailed information on whatever adjustments would be made in order to try to reduce the deficit, he said. That's if the commissioners show up, right? Or, or want to partake in, you know, the county budget. Last year, county officials eliminated a tentative budget deficit of $8 million using some one-time revenue sources that Bolzoni said Monday he does not expect to happen again the proposed general fund budget calls for revenues of $167.89 million against spending of almost $163.13 million, which technically reflects an approximate $4.76 million surplus. However, the county only achieves the surplus by continuing as revenue, by counting as revenue more than $20,000, 20000000 million more than $20.03 million surplus the county expects to have by the end of this year. Taking out that surplus produces the $15.3 million operating deficit. Regardless, and remind you that uh, Lackawanna County was degraded from A- to BBB- on September 6th by the Standard and Poor Global Ratings. But when you have a uh, county commissioner uh, as a no-show, And you have another one who's the chairman of the county commissioners having no comment. What kind of faith do we have as Lackawanna County taxpayers that they are even close to doing the job that they were elected to do? And and make no mistake, until their day in office is done, they are expected to fulfill their duties as the job. Not showing up to, what, 50%, 30% of your functions? Yes, Debbie Dominic, I'm talking to you is negligence. It's a abomination of your fiduciary responsibility to the taxpayers of Lackawanna County. I understand you probably don't want to do the job anymore. Well then resign. Let the commissioners that are there, what do they appoint someone for the limited time that there would be, but at least someone to show up and actually partake in what's going on. You know, I know your your personal life or You know, your other job is probably busy. I get that. We all have those lives as well. But don't you think you owe it to the taxpayers of Lackawanna County who did vote for you back when you got elected? Maybe not now. Thankfully, the people saw the light and are showing you the door. Just do your job. It's not hard. Or maybe it is hard then maybe you shouldn't have been there to begin with. And maybe, you know, any future employers should realize that if this was too hard, you know, how can you be tasked with the responsibility of pretty much anything else? You collect your paycheck. You still hold the title of Lackawanna County Commissioner. It's very simple. Do your job. You're not. And the people of Lackawanna County see it because you're absent a good portion of the time. And when you're not even there, you can't even put on the facade that you are an acting commissioner. It's uh, 344 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 348. We get the Bloomberg Money Minute coming up in just a minute or two. Uh, the Biden admin set to allow Iran, Iran-U.N. Iran, sanctions on ballistic missile program to expire. Huge victory, victory for Iran. Now, I'm not a fan of the title here. Biden admin set to allow the Iran-U.N. sanctions on... The U.N. is allowing the sanctions to expire. Now, the Biden administration is not objecting to these sanctions being lifted which were scheduled to be lifted on the capability to purchase and supply missiles to enemies of the U S and Israel, according to experts. But this coming Wednesday is a so-called transition day when the expiration of the UN's embargo against Iran's ability to procure and sell missiles and drones goes into effect. And so far the Biden administration is not strenuously objecting to letting those sanctions expire. But make no mistake, this is the UN that has set this up, that has initiated this. But the Biden administration also has to be aware that by not strenuously objecting and at least advocating that these sanctions remain Especially at a time where it's known Iran is supplying Hamas and Hezbollah with intelligence and weapons. But, you know, as far as saying this is the Biden, Biden administration allowing the UN to do this, it's truly not. It's the UN itself that's doing it. The Biden administration is not uh, doing anything further than that. Jake, we go into the Bloomberg. It's time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 354 here, 59 degrees, with some sun and clouds in the area. It's uh, I got a text message that it was pouring in Scranton. Hopefully it's not pouring by you. And you know, as we talked at the top of the hour, Representative Jim Jordan uh, loses the first vote for Speaker of the House amid GOP defections. Not only GOP defections, but, you know, the concerted effort from the Democrats to not help with the cause either. And why should they? I mean, let's be honest. We we knew what they were going to do. But it's a scary game of chicken because Representative Jeffries, the minority leader, got 212 votes and Jim Jordan got 200 votes. So all they need is five rogue Republicans to uh, give them the speaker of their choice, meaning the Democrats. At this point, maybe we should get rid of all of them start over with some term limits or whatever else we need to do. I mean, come on. Uh, you know, both sides are dysfunctional. The, the Congress as as an organization has lost its way as an entity. They're truly broken. They they like I said, look back 20 years. What has Congress produced for us the American people that we can really be proud of, that we can tout? And quite honestly, I, I, I want to hear from both Democrats and Republicans. Text in, call in. What has Congress produced for us as far as fixing anything that's broken? In, in seriousness. Like really fixed one of our problems. Something. Like I said, they've, they've balanced a the budget once in our lifetime. In my lifetime. Some of you out there, maybe twice. I mean... Let's look at what's happening here. I mean, look at the wars we fought. I mean, I don't think we can check anything off to the win column in a long time, a very long time. Not necessarily Congress's fault, but definitely the direction that they've put us in, our military in, as far as, you know, sequestration and, and stuff like that, more recently. And here's people who, they enter office and come out, a hundred times richer than when they went in? I mean, you've even seen it with the the recent progressives, how how easy they're falling into uh, you know, all the money flowing their way, be it Corey Bush, be it AOC, you know, hiring their fiancé or boyfriend's company, hiring their boyfriend to be their private security, paying hundreds of thousands of dollars too. You know, it's nice when you get money flowing to you that you're not used to. You know, they've even slowed down a lot of their rhetoric to where it's been, you know, more, you know, they got to keep their street cred. But in quite honesty, Congress as a whole, I mean, we're, we're, when when a Senator John Fetterman says on live TV, on late night TV, that America is not sending their best and brightest to Washington is probably the biggest self-owner I've ever heard. But he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We truly are. I mean, even people, I mean, look look at our area. You know, Matt Cartwright, smart guy, nice guy. You know, but he votes in lockstep for his position, not for the American people. Bob Casey, name recognition, generational senator, really hasn't done much for the people of Pennsylvania, haven't done much for the people of America. Again, nice guy. Probably sit down and have a drink with him. I have no personal issue with him, except his not doing the what needs to be done for the American people. I mean, look at the problems we have out there: Medicare, Social Security, inflation, the things we're dealing with. This balancing act now, and, and yeah, you know, misrepresenting the facts that that's going on. You know, they they want to throw the job loss because of COVID under the Trump administration. They want to throw You know, the increase of getting those jobs back again to the Biden administration developing these jobs. Why can't they just be honest with us and say, you know, we've had the worst incident on the American populace in our lifetime, the the COVID vaccine, the, the COVID issue that altered our government probably for the next 10 years. but they just can't be honest with it because it's all about weaponizing their points you know abortion you know if that was solved tomorrow they would have nothing to fight about and again the the supreme court decision all it did was put it back to the states it gave them their weapon back they want to scare people they want to weaponize it cuz that's all they're good at their perpetual election cycle, the next election, how they keep and maintain money and power. That's all it's about. It's all about. And if you've ever been to the D.C. inner circles, which I, I've had a peek behind the curtain, it's truly ridiculous. They live in an alternate reality. It's uh, 4 o'clock here, W.I.L.K. News Radio. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show on 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM. We'll see you when we're back.